0: Okay, from KCRW, I'm Justin Simeon, and don't at me, but this is low key the best podcast of all time. here with esteemed guests, Misha Green and Lena Waithe. How are you guys doing?
1: Hey, hey. We're good.
0: Guys, it's super nice to meet you. I've met you both several times, but (laughs) it's nice to meet you in front of an audience of, I I don't know, a dozen thousand, I don't know who's listening, but I hope you are. Everyone. But Lena, let's get into, um, a lot of people met you when you won an Emmy, MBD, became the Mm -hmm. first black woman ever to win an Emmy for comedy writing for Master of None. Mm -hmm. And you gave... uh, An impassioned speech to the lgbtqia audience and Mm -hmm. let them know that they were seen by you that was your start
2: my lgbtqia family i see each and every one of you the things that make us different those are our superpowers Every day when you walk out the door, put on your imaginary cape and go out there and conquer the world because the world would not be as beautiful as it is if we weren't in it. And for everybody out there that showed us so much love for this episode, thank you for embracing a little Indian boy from South Carolina and a little queer black girl from the south side of Chicago. We, we appreciate it more than you could ever know.
0: I would like to introduce my dear listeners to Misha Green, yeah. who is a co-creator of Underground, is also creating a fantastic, I'm just, I already know it, I haven't seen it yet, <laughs> but I know it's going to be fantastic. It will be. Adaptation of Lovecraft, uh, the bestseller, oh. uh, for HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're also working on Clean Pantronomes, the feature film?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought you were about to say. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Misha, hello.
1: Hi. <laughs> what are we doing here?
0: Wow. Okay. So this is Don't At Me. This is a show about unpopular opinions. You know, how on Twitter you're like, Don't At Me, but. And then you say something real crazy. But we often have like a knee-jerk reaction to things that are new when if we just took a breath, we might like like it. We might be into it. So this show is that breath. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be talking about unpopular opinions, stuff that's pissing you off, whatever. But let's talk about the old generation versus new. And I don't want to use – I don't like the word old. No, but yeah. like the previous – you know, we're standing uh, – you know, we the three of us are lucky enough to be mm-hmm. – you know, young folks working in Hollywood, we've all had like our first television shows at an age that frankly, most people don't get an opportunity to do your first television show Mm -hmm. at our age. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are standing on the shoulders of a generation that came before us. Mm -hmm. But that generation does have different values than we have, which I think might surprise some people listening because, you know, even black folks think that all black folks kind of hang out and know each other and whatever. So, you know, one of the things that we talked about the idea that there can only be one. And it strikes me as interesting, because whether we're talking about staying in the closet, or we're talking about the way you wear your hair, or, you know, should, should we be collaborative, or should we be sort of only about ourselves, whatever it might be, it feels like that has something to do with how we're being perceived by the mainstream population i.e. white people Mm -hmm. uh you know and i'm just curious what your thoughts on that like do you feel like that's what it's about why there's all of this protectiveness in, say the quote-unquote previous generation about these things
2: maybe i mean i don't know i think when it comes to this topic in particular i think sometimes there's more fear about the black audience Mm -hmm. turning you know turning away speaking from my particular vantage point white people really do like me a lot, almost. Mm. I feel like even... It's interesting. I feel the love from black people, particularly the queer black community, but there's still a lot of black folks that are still discovering me, too, just because of the stuff that I've been in and been a part of. The shy really kind of helped with that. So, but Mm -hmm. I think, ultimately, I think that's the biggest fear, is the black audience. I think that's who I think they're most nervous about. Because I think... This sort of like the familial vibe of it all.
0: Now, Misha, you you know you've not had the benefit of being a a lesbian, uh, as well as I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, she looks sad.
1: I do. Um, I'm
0: sad by that. But I feel like you understand the cookout mentality. And for people who don't know, the cookout is like you know it's the way Black people talk about like what's accepted and not accepted currently mm-hmm. in Black culture on mass. So mm-hmm. you know, when I introduce Lena, my thing is like you know. I definitely felt growing up that like gay folks can come to the cookout, but you can't you can't you got to watch the way you walk, you can't talk mm-hmm. about, you know, you know, Tyrone is not your best friend. That's actually somebody. You can't really talk about your life, but you can come to the cookout. So as a person who is familiar with the cookout, like what was your impression? Like what what were you feeling when you heard that?
1: Um I was feeling this same. You know, it, it's that thing of, I, I I, love what you said, because it's exactly that mentality of, again, no shade, but it's like the older generation in that room, their point of view is, no, that's your business, don't put it out there. And I think as artists, we are here to be living loudly. And I think seeing people who are women of color, people of color, living loudly is a rebellious thing and it shouldn't be rebellious at this point. It shouldn't be new Mm -hmm. for that to be going on. Like, the fact that Frank Ocean is the first person to do that Mm -hmm. is revolutionary. Mm -hmm. You know, and if he's getting props for that and attention for that, it's like, that's good because more people get to see that. And so that's my thing about the cookout. I'm always, I have, you're right, always been the one that's there. And everybody's like, Misha, what you
2: doing?
1: <laughs> this is not what we do right now. And I'm like, I guess it is now. Cause well, what
0: are the sort of things you're doing at the cookout that we're not supposed to do? you eating turkey burgers. What's happening?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't eat turkey burgers. Nah, I got I to gotta get some real meat. No, um, you know, I think just not doing it the way that everybody does it. Yeah. You know, I think that very much in Hollywood, it's a very homogenous way of thinking. And for me, I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. I don't know why I would do it that way. And I think storytelling-wise, that is is a big thing for me to be like, we've seen it a million times that way. How do we now form off that into something new and get new voices out there?
0: It feels like it starts with assimilation like we have to sort of take on these american values in order to be accepted and it sometimes feels like you know we like sort of get to certain cultural phases Later, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know this idea that like Spielberg and um, Scorsese and De Palma and all these guys, Lucas, like they hung out and they shared their work and they right. sent drafts and they, you know, mm-hmm. famously sort of talked about Star Wars and everyone hated it, but Spielberg. But we, as a generation of of black artists, sometimes struggle to do that.
1: Yeah, and I'm, you know, I think it's hard to because the previous generation, it's like. Right now, I'm like, I know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, anybody that gets a show on the air that's half decent and not a story that's been told a million times, I'm mm-hmm. like, congratulations, you win all the awards. If it sucks, even more, because I know how hard it is to do. So I can only imagine what it was like without the previous generation had it been put in, the work mm-hmm. they put in. So it's like, when, they, it, when it's not that vibe, it's not a vibe that we have, mm-hmm. I go, it's hard for me to want to step on that by, but at the same time, I'm like, I gotta breathe over here. Yeah. This is what I want to do. And I feel like it's, it's a weird thing of like getting slightly punished. It's mm. like you open these doors for us and now we're walking through them and now we got to push the next doors for the next people behind us. And it's a little bit sometimes you come up against a door that's held by someone who looks like you and you're like, wow. "What? Are, what are, what's happening right now?
0: That's so true. Did you? This is
1: what you want it for me.
0: That, that's really interesting because, um, you know, I, I happen to work with someone from the quote unquote previous generation, you know, Yvette Lee Bowser is the showrunner of Dear White People and also happens to be one of the most collaborative people that I know. And, uh-huh. you know. Was I was it was such a pleasant surprise to not only meet her but be like oh my god you're open and you like are supportive and all these things, mm-hmm. but certainly I got to grow up watching Living Single like she mm-hmm. didn't get to grow up watching Living Single right, no? and so I already am coming into the world knowing that there are things I can do because I got to see not not necessarily myself in that show but like. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw that shade. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I did I didn't get I to... did
1: see myself. I just got my Maxine braids. We'll out. see.
0: I didn't get to see an openly gay black man in the show, <clears throat> but I did get I to may see have saw
2: myself too. But I don't know. Huh? I
0: okay.
2: don't
0: know. Shade omitted. So the point is, is that <laughs> we got we got a taste. So we're kind of we are on their shoulders. We are like getting the benefits. But you're right. There's sort of a different mindset just because of where they came from. Was there anybody that privately was like, "Yo"? Maybe you shouldn't speak so much and so openly about you and your experiences. Like, did anybody, like, pull you aside
2: and say that? No. mm No. But also, too, I just sort of not built that way. Mm-hmm. Like, but then I say that, and there's some people that somebody might go, but this person's obviously, like, a lesbian. This person's obviously gay. They're still high. So I don't. But I think, to me, it would almost feel and look foolish. Mm. But there are people who who are I think gay males who are effeminate, who are tr- who you can see them like trying to mask it, and I see there's some a little bit more on the masculine side uh, mm-hmm. African American women who are trying to you see them in a dress and makeup and butch. it feels
0: you're talking about butch
2: not butch queen but okay. you know all right butch queen um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying I can I you see the uncomfortability yeah. so I it, it seems alien to me. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously not to them, but I just don't have it in me to, to do that. To hide. Yeah. But also too, there's another element where I'm, and I don't mean to sound too much of a purist, but I believe that when you make something and you stand back from it, you see a reflection of yourself, Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. You know what I mean? There's a reason why, like, I just instinctively don't write fathers into a lot of my work. You know what I mean? Or I I write father figures because that's what I have. I mean, and somebody can look at that and go, oh, well, I don't know if that's on purpose. I'm like, none of it is on purpose. Like, it's it's something that comes out of my body and my spirit. Right. So whatever I'm doing, a part of me is going to come out. And so I think there's an element of people... Or even you look at somebody like Prince, who I don't I don't believe identified as queer, but was someone who was very. But
0: his gender expression was not yeah. cis male, like no, it wasn't like not at all. yeah.
2: He and but I think the reason why his art was so palpable and still will really stand the test of time is because he didn't try to be something he wasn't, because mm-hmm. it would have. It would have it would it would have affected the art. So I just kind of feel like when we aren't honest about who we are, I think the art suffers.
0: Speaking of being honest, um, you know, because Misha, you also were talking about putting everything into your work. Before Underground, I was like so over slave shit. Like mm-hmm. I was over it. I was like, I can't I can't do it. I remember. You know, and I it was like, like slave shit. It was like it was like after twelve years. I mean, of,
1: I was over it too. That's why I made Underground.
0: Right. You found a way into that subject matter that felt fresh and it felt entertaining, dare I say, and mm-hmm. sexy and all these things that one would not attribute to a quote unquote slave know. show. And you made me love it despite myself, despite my initial knee jerk reaction. So I want to know, like, what about you? Did you bring to that show? Like, what was the the ness that you were like, I don't really care what these people have to say. This is what I'm doing.
1: I think it's that. I just... Think that a lot of in any time you think about anything slavery on both sides I think with all around everybody holds it very sacred mm-hmm. and I just didn't I was like this is not sacred to me this is a story it's a the Underground Railroad is clearly a thriller that can be told as a thriller obviously really sexy people who were black at the time still were enslaved so. None of this is a hard reach, mm-hmm. you know. It's did just you get
0: the, Did you get a lot of ads? though? like, were you think pieced at first? Like, did you feel any of that?
1: Well, before the show came out, every single every single interviewer was like, "So we're sick of slavery shit." Like, mm-hmm. so. Why should we watch the black people? Yeah, every across like all the black people mm-hmm. were like ready to attack. They were like, what are you doing? Why are you talking about like slaves as superheroes? And what is this show going to be? They were skeptical for good reason, because look at most of the stuff we have on the subject. It's like, do right. you really want to spend an uh, hour every week with the type of slavery stuff that existed? No, I don't either. So it, it was all only skepticism. And how, the
0: board. And did mm. you know that they were going to be wrong? Like, when a bunch of white people discovered that Dear White People was a thing, like, two years after the movie came out and decided to be outraged when the first season hit, I knew that, that what they were talking about was not the show that I made. And it was just a matter of time until it came out. But I didn't I didn't know what exactly would happen. I didn't know what the reaction was going to be. Did you have, like, how was that for you? And with Netflix, you know, everything's at once, but you were still right. airing. One People were still discovering that show, All the way through its first season, people are still discovering that show. Well, that's true.
1: I think, and that's I think part of it too is that it was on WGN and nobody knew where WGN was. Mm -hmm. So, like the audience we had at that point were like kind of seeking out the show in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it just it had that vibe where it didn't have a mass audience having to watch it at once. So I think that helped. But at that point, I was just so exhausted by the whole press thing, which was new to me, Mm -hmm. that I was just like. Show's on, guys. (laughs) Uh Like, I hope you like it. Like, I couldn't have any feelings because I was just so exhausted at that point.
0: Wow. You've had some controversial stuff, too. I remember with Stepsisters, which Uh was a movie that you produced Uh uh, that was written by Chuck Hayward. Uh Shout out to Chuck, who is one of the Dear White People writer-staff darlings. Uh Where people just sort of, again, uh, similar to Dear White People, on its premise sort of Uh added you on Uh the Twitters Uh and was upset. Again, if you don't know, Stepsisters um, is a huge Netflix movie, I should say, by the way. Like, yeah, we did pretty well. Really, really big audience on Netflix. Um, but about a black girl uh, from a black sorority who teaches mm-hmm. white sorors how to step, mm-hmm. which is uh, a kind of dance style, a uh, competition dance mm-hmm. style that is very particular to the black sororities. Yeah, so rooted in the black community. Yeah, yeah. so a lot yeah. of people were upset about that. Like, what was your how How did you get through that? You seem to handle it very well, but how did you do that?
2: Well, I think, and I think you know that's a thing it's a it's a part of me that I didn't realize I would have to exercise about in terms of being in the business uh, as like public as one becomes or you know, as accessible as one is. I just you know, I kind of look at it like, look, I got to be a bit of a politician, you know? So if if somebody hits me and my constituents hit me up and say, hey, we don't like this thing, I say, okay, well, tell me what you don't like about it. That's a fair thought. Or, you know, um, I hear you. I'll be mindful of that moving forward. Does it
0: hurt? Does it piss you off?
2: No. Mm -mm. Really? Because at the end of the day, I look at, especially now, I'm in a relationship with these people.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I can make movies and shows all I want. If they don't show up for it, if I'm not in tune with them, if I'm not talking to them, if I'm not listening to them, then something's going to be off. I don't want this relationship to ever feel one-sided.
0: So Lena's show is at me. Just there's no don't. Just do it. What you can do you think?
2: at me all the time. You can well, at me with whatever you want. I just feel like I want to have a dialogue. And also, I think there's an element, especially on Twitter, is like people expect they they looking for a debate. They want a bit of a fight. They're they're trying to rile you up. And I'm just like. No, if you can hit me, there are people who hit me. It's so funny because I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this movie. Like, this is some cultural appropriation stuff. And I'll hit them and I'll go like, oh, that's fair. All right. Well, if you do watch it, yo, hit me uh, after. And uh, if you message me, I'll hit you back. We can have a conversation. Right. They, they're so stunned one that I've responded and then two that <laughs> they then go like okay well I'm gonna go watch it then let's see if you tell the truth they go watch it they hit me back we had and I, of course I always keep my promise and we'll go back and forth and we'll talk and they go you know what I didn't mind this so oh, I kind of like that what, what was up with this part I go yeah, yeah. I'll sometimes I say well that's a question for Chuck because he's the writer wow. I was like but other than that I really dig it and then half the time they'll follow me and the next thing you know they're talking about oh I saw your cover on Vanity Fair that was dope because now they feel like they're oh, being heard, yeah, and and it's not fake for me. I'm I'm not giving nobody no. BS. It's not.
0: It's not for you. I mean, I got to give it to you because <laughs> literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too, because I go, nope, nope, nope,
0: the nope, back and forth. Nope, nope, The nope. Uh, part of it on Twitter is, though, I don't even know if I'm talking to a real person. I will tell you this. Black folks on Twitter who at me with some stuff, like, I was think-pieced a lot about Rashid's accent uh-huh, in season that. one. Uh-huh. And I was happy to talk about it, because I was like, I think I did a lot with the first season <laughs> to further <laughs> the causes of color people. <laughs> think it took some chances. But it's things you
2: don't even... I, it stuff I don't expected. even know. You so, were saying you wouldn't have... that You don't know... That that's gonna be a thing that's gonna strike a nerve of people. Exactly. But to me, I look at it all because even for me, like I didn't, I saw, I, I didn't say anything to you about that. <laughs> like I remember yeah. you talked. I was like, if I, because you know me, I always keep it one hundred. Oh, this may bug somebody. This well, may you know. Well, also, I had no We idea. have a Juilliard
0: trained actor who is basing it on. Someone, someone's actual—that no, fri-
2: blindsided me. Right, like so. I, you know what I mean? Because I couldn't have, I didn't see or think about that. But that to me is where I'm almost like, huh, okay, that's a thing that bugs people. But then, but then you can actually have the, the dialogue. Yeah, and I and was have able have the conversation.
0: I was able to hear it from black folks because, again, I'm sure that I like I can. I, I can never tell if you're a bot or not, frankly, if you're mm. white and you're mad at me on Twitter. I can't tell sometimes. So I just don't really engage. <laughs> the black but people
2: are like, kind the black of, folks are yeah. like, yeah, okay. the handle is specific. Yeah, like, yeah. They got a whole bio up there. Nisha
0: 5000, that's, that's a real person. And yeah. I incorporated the feedback. I was like, you know, what, we talked with the, the person who did the dialects for Black Panther. We dug deep. We figured oh, out what city the dude was from. Like, we right. got it in. Um, Abisha, was is that, like, because <laughs> I mean, there's I a balance between self-care. Health, self, self-care and, like, I feedback. Think yeah, I all, can't
1: respond to everybody, but... I think that's all good. I think sometimes for me, I go, this is such a symptom of we are so starved for stories mm, that are mm-hmm. from our perspective that don't take advantage of it. So it's just that same mentality. Like, we've been abused for so long by the storytelling yeah. apparatus that we can't step back from those moments. Mm-hmm. And so for me me I don't engage there's always that like first gut reaction where I'm like uh, and I'm like no Misha don't because this is just a moment they're having and and it's tough when again all the stories that we have are going through the same institutional thing of a white male gaze and it's you're just not really sure hard.
0: you're not sure even when there is a black person behind it yeah. like who crafted this narrative you're never right. sure mm-hmm. um that's really interesting okay so here's the deal we're gonna take a little break mm-hmm. we're gonna brew some tea we're gonna yeah. spill some tea mm-hmm. i don't have any more tea metaphors we'll be right back
2: Thank you for listening to this KCRW podcast. In case you don't know us, KCRW is public radio in Los Angeles, bringing the best of NPR to Southern California. We're also known for our own brand of bold and innovative programming, evocative storytelling, taste-making music, and audio documentaries that are little movies for your ears. You can join our community to support this show and others, or make a one-time donation just to say thank you. Find out more at kcrw.com slash join.
0: Welcome back to Don't At Me with Justin Simeon. Again, this is my podcast voice. Uh, I'm here with Lena Waithe, the incomparable, and uh, Misha Green, the incredible. Um, I have a straight-up Don't At Me. Are black people doing too much on Twitter? Do we need to calm down a little bit?
2: No. But I also think it it, it can go either way, because sometimes I'll see think pieces about a thing in a show that, I don't even think is that deep and they'll give certain shows or things more credit than they deserve sometimes mm, and I'm going mm. like huh that's interesting because again it's sort of this like the female version of Hotep which is like yeah <laughs> what they're saying here with this thing and this black um, female character and her sexuality I'm going like are they? is that show saying that or are right. you just reading into that but then <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I think. Like what? Like, like what shows? I, I'm a t- associated with too many brands to say. So um, I, that's, that's really going to be my new we, answer to everything. I'm yeah. associated with too many brands. You Um D- I have brands. too many Adidas. Seriously, um,
1: it's Nike, but you know, it's okay. Dixie Cups, I got a, I just, pin, I got a pin brand out there for myself. I can't. There's no Adidas on my
2: body. I'm okay. Nike all day. But uh, no, oh, but wow. uh, I mean, we, but okay. I'm just saying.
0: Do I get a, like a residual for I'll you? I'll I was just
1: about to say I want sneakers too yeah. you got the nikes they sent me that like i i get jealous when i see your things when you open it boxes and stuff where i'm just <laughs> yeah. like and you, you show your instagram fit on openings and i'm just like i want that it's, too it, it, it's my you know way what of saying can do, thank misha? you you when know what you can
0: do misha from. you can buy a pair of shoes and like open like oh my nike Did yeah, you? and then someone else will like it will do it too like oh we got to start sending misha some, some that's
2: kind of real or no or you just say i love nike stuff isn't it lit yeah. I love that
1: Nike helps. stuff. Isn't it lit? <laughs> oh, no, ah! under, <laughs> that on this show, but also
2: your social media as well. That was the most podcasting website. Like, <laughs> I lit love Nike stuff. But then there's the other side where, yes, people sometimes get really attacky, where we don't want to throw shade to people who are upset about the accent thing or dear white people. I, you know, look, that's a fair thing. I totally get it. But there's an element where it's like, okay, are we being a little too nitpicky? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I think you have both sides of it where they well, sometimes praise I, something and then sometimes I agree. A thing. I agree that,
0: like, I think black people have gone through enough. It, I think it's in the first season of Dear White People. I think we snuck that in where, like, you can't, like, shake a cat up in a box. It's a whole life. And then open the box and be like, why is this cat so mad? Like, oh we God. have a lot of reasons to All be right. this upset. However, I do wonder sometimes if the energy is misdirected. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, like we talk a lot about cultural appropriation, right? right. It's something you catch. Like, culture takes over people. We, we can only, as people, we can only have so much control over it. Mm-hmm. So to me, like cultural appropriation is really about systemic oppression and about the fact that one group succeeds doing the same thing that another group does, mm-hmm. which is like a deeper systemic topic. You know, so my question is like, you know, again, I think black people have the right to do and be mad about mm-hmm. whatever they want, even if it's my stuff. But I do worry about the energy because we need the energy for to do real stuff mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> in society and in life. It's like be take that anger to the the, 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 uh, the, the Trump Tower. Yeah, the, the, you the know, to vote. You know, I do think
1: though it, the thing, which is why I say no, that it's never, it's not too much, is because I think any time you have to think twice about something is not a bad thing. Mm. I think. A lot of what Twitter and Twitter is, black Twitter, Twitter does not exist outside of black Twitter, (laughs) um, is that it's
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: making people think twice about the shit they're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like when you see the casting call, like the Aladdin thing, when they like put a white guy in Aladdin, Mm -hmm. it's like, where was this in the? Disney movie guys right. and they're just like what this is a big deal like the amount of times i feel like i've seen in this industry someone went i didn't even know that was a big deal and mm-hmm. you're like the obvious thing they just pointed out you mm-hmm. didn't know that was a big deal so mm-hmm. yes it does go to extremes where i go Ugh.
0: but it's part of sure. the course you're saying yes yeah i don't disagree with that yeah
1: there's a way to educate
2: you know people or the you know like or for example like what was the the Pepsi commercial with the oh sure yeah with yeah. old girl you know and again, that wasn't just black people, but still, it's 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 those things that there are
0: people who still, for whatever reason, don't know.
2: Yeah, but I think it's it is important for black Twitter and a lot of black people to just to kind of be able to have a place to voice, you know, like, hey, we ain't cool with that. We this is this ain't right. But of course, you know, with great power comes responsibility, and I think sometimes that's the part that may be lacking a little bit. Where sometimes mm. they'll go off on a thing about like. For example, I, seriously, the Insecure condom thing was like a bit much. But then, you know, they, they kind of nodded at it in now the show. For, now for our, then, our
0: casual viewers listening at home, um, yes. what is the Insecure condom thing?
2: Okay, so basically, Issa's character has... On the show Insecure um, on HBO. Thank you. Has a quickie with her ex-boyfriend, played by Jay Ellis, mm-hmm. um, and... I get there's like they, technically you don't see a condom pulled out to be used because they seat. didn't use a condom. Okay, well you know that happens they had that sex. in life. Right? You know sometimes exactly. it goes down.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I've never had sex.
2: I don't know. I don't need condoms for the kind of sex, know what I, sex, sex is. I have. So wow. <laughs> Hopefully nobody, when the 20s gets a series order, we don't get those. But then maybe somebody say, well, you guys are not using dental dams. I don't know. <laughs> but wow, I just wow, kind of wow. feel like. I'm
0: going to really yeah. pray hmm. for there not to ever be a why don't y'all use dental dams think piece. But then, but the question. You of don't
2: then should why, send why, that in the PR kit. If you don't <laughs> say that about <laughs> dental ours. Dental dams yeah. or, okay. In the PR kit. If they don't use, the, if they don't come at us for that, then, you know, I just felt like that one was a little. It was unfair. Much.
0: People were upset because there was no condoms. Being like advertised scene, or used. Or, I yeah. don't know. It's just. So, what are we saying? Are we just. Everyone should just be having unprotected. That, that was the sort of upset. A
2: very strange thing. That to me did feel like one of those situations where it was like, okay, we got a little bit too much time um, on our hands.
0: Well, you know, I think it's time, but it's also like anger. We have a lot mm-hmm. of anger yeah. on our hands that doesn't necessarily have an outlet. Um,
2: and I support safe sex. I'm not into mm-hmm. that. I'm just saying, guys, it's, a, t- it's so, a TV show. Well, As a gay about man, it. I just. Well, Okay, I get why you don't. But You know
0: what? That was a stereotype that (laughs) I'm a monogamous uh, person in a monogamous relationship. Therefore... I'm
2: saying you should be even as pro safe sex as I.
0: Again, I don't have sex. So um, I do. The point is, is that this is the part of our show where I want to talk about the things that you don't want to be added about. Okay? Mm. It can be fun. It can be real. It can be trivial. Whatever it might be. Mm. Um. I'm just going to let whoever feels uh, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, begin first. What are your donuts?
2: Don't at me about Aziz. Oh,
1: shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we're starting, huh?
0: I love it. Because when I texted you earlier, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do something light and non-controversial. <laughs> um, don't at you about Aziz. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, but I but I don't even know if that's controversial. That's just like real... Like you know, I always try to come from a real place, mm-hmm.
0: and I because feel like, you've spoken about it already. And if you don't know, Aziz was caught up in a bit of this Me Too controversy. But
2: also, like, look, he's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. you know, and I I don't think of this situation as black or white uh, or, or or sides, so to speak, to be taken. And I think that that's not what uh, I, I just I just think to me this is an opportunity. And I I did say this in, in an interview uh, before, but. It's an opportunity for us to educate ourselves about what consent is and mm-hmm. what it means for men and women, for us to really have a better understanding of it. Uh, that's what I think that his particular story, I think, gives us an opportunity to do. All right. Well, there it is, like,
0: y'all. Don't at her on it. Okay. You, gotta you at be mad, but at Misha. I don't know. Right. Misha, what's okay. your donut?
1: Don't at me. <laughs> Black Panther is not the best Marvel movie ever.
0: Whoa! J K J K Wakanda wow. forever. That Wait, was a joke. That wow. A joke. <laughs> okay, so I woed over the J K J K Wakanda. I was. We were about to have a moment. I know. She was real. She's like, no, I, I, was I got like, a real one. I, I thought got a heater. I was, you know. Okay, so you know. love Black Panther. I was Panther. like, what's gonna top? don't like, at me about his of man. Cor- I know that's Jeez. a hard one. You went for it.
1: I know. I was like, I got nothing. I got to make something up, and you I got to take it back something. really quick because they're about to get a lot of ets about it. Oh no. <laughs> um you go. You go again. You've got another one. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean... don't at me,
0: but we have got to get to a place where we can talk honestly about art uh-huh. from black people. Right, that's true. I think that it's good to promote the success of black art, uh-huh. but the merits of it as art, uh, there's a lot of um, speaking around and a lot of making excuse. There's a lot of not great black movies or mm-hmm. And frankly, a lot of them by filmmakers that are not black. (laughs) Some (laughs) of them
2: are by black people.
0: Yes, some of them are. But I'm just saying like in the black space, I feel like like a
2: lot of them are black people.
0: Well, no, I'm saying like, even if it's about black people, it's not necessarily by black. Like black people did not necessarily make or create it. But Uh in the space of things about black people, there is a there's a we shouldn't talk about this on its artistic merits, especially mm. if it was successful. Right. And I think that's a form mm. of racism <laughs> just because...
1: But I think it's hard for us as creators in the industry to give an opinion right. about oh, that sure. stuff. But, because no, But yeah. you yeah.
0: feel it in... You feel it in the critics. You feel it in audiences on mm-hmm. Twitter. You do feel it. I mean, I think we're all in the industry, so, you know, we walk a bit of a tightrope. We have friends, whatever. Right. We want to support people. And also, right. we experience things differently. Um, and, and obviously, and like... Like, don't
2: know how hard it is to get something made and yeah. obviously
0: and obviously our art is objective and sure. all of that stuff That's but at part. the end of the day i do feel like if we you know want to if our stuff is supposed to sit on the same table as everyone else's stuff you know if a movie did really well but it wasn't great like we need to own both parts of it or if i mm-hmm. like for instance i'm a huge fan of the housewives mm-hmm. of various cities yeah um mm-hmm. But, and I'm not, but it's not like this show needs to win a Peabody. Like you know what I mean? Like it's right. like I get it. I know mm-hmm. when I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like it's Black like Black Ink Crew. It's like dr- uh. yeah. There we go. It's like driving up at McDonald's. It's like I get Growing it. Growing up, hip-hop. this is not going yeah. to digest in my system. It's right. not good for me. Right. It's it's oppressing me in so many ways, and yet here I am. Please take the wig off and fight. So I want us to be able to hold two things at once. More.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think for me, the thing I don't love is like the guilt trip. mm you know, that you sometimes get put on. Because there are some, certain movies and things. Um, and who knows? I could be, you know, I, I fully understand that there's maybe a world in which with the Vanity Fair thing, there may be a guilt trip of like, oh, you got to go buy Lena's but you know, you Vanity do. Fair. you
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying like and homophobic. See what I'm saying? There's yeah.
2: a guilt trip that happens. It happens with movies. And sexist. Like you're okay, all of the things it. if
0: you don't buy this cover of Vanity Fair and no other cover. There
2: are certain movies that have black people in it they aren't as great as Black Panther because somebody could say to me like, "Oh, I felt like pressure with Black Panther, but Black Panther was really dope." So I feel like I'm pushing that to the side. But there were certain movies that, like, you see the usual suspects like mm. posting about it, saying like, "You gotta go see it this opening weekend." Like we we need to we start paying, yeah, for these which we I agree see. with. By the way, I agree with that. But then my thing is, but there's I'm no like, discussion but, afterwards. But sometimes. also, but then let me let me put it this way: Did we do that for Moonlight? Okay, okay. Do we do that for pariah?
0: Did we do it for dear white people? Mm. We did it. We did a little bit.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> but the question then becomes, and this is like, I mean, but the, those black people with like millions of followers, were they like posting like, yo, y'all should go see this? Like this mm-hmm. we y'all, we should go support this. You know what I'm saying? Is a,
0: there is a difference in the kinds of things that get support by yeah. the, by the by the elite. Famous people yeah. who are also black, and, and they're not even
2: that. that elite of fans. It's just those cats, you know, that the we see. Followers of the, the, the yeah, know, yeah, the, um, you know, the you know the crews. Yeah, it's like it's the, it's the famous black people with the millions of followers on Instagram. Like yeah, it's I, like what they, yeah, it's I saw, the, it's, and you see it, you see the poster, and they're like, yeah, you should go, like let's let's rally y'all, right? And I'm like, but is the movie good?
1: I I was gonna say it's so hard though because. Whether the movie's good or not, the people who care about who's gonna green light the next set of movies cares about how much money it makes. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. don't care if it's good or not. Right. Like they don't care as I say, nobody cares about the content. Yeah. In this business. They really don't. But then I watched but,
0: a film last night. Um, it was a reboot. Uh starred a number of actors. Um, it was it had something to do with like a jungle themed game. Uh, that was a board game previously now it's a video game it doesn't matter what movie it is Mm. but I was watching it and it got really good it got good reviews and it made a lot of money I haven't
2: seen this movie by the way and
0: it was like you know guys like it's a real fun movie it's great
2: (laughs) hot mess I have
0: issues with the film (laughs) Particularly, its portrayal of um, African American man, um, uh, and I, I just was like, "Well, where were the thick pieces on this?" But mm-hmm, we all, but it was said. given a pass because, like, it was like at least watchable compared okay. to some other like summer movies. And you know, like we all love The Rock, and we all love Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. But I had there was I'm so the,
1: confused. So, what movie this? Don't you
0: don't know what film. No. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God, it, 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 it like, rhymes with... R.I.P. Com- R. Com- Robin Williams. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I there was, like, there were, like, a lot of, like, I'm a black man and I got a big-ass dick. There were, like, a lot of those moments that I was like, no one paused and ripped this one, uh, a new one, but where the condoms and insecure. I just, like, right. it, it is interesting to me that some things just get a pass because they're successful and they do well. Right. When other things that are maybe marginal or, frankly, need more support sort of get ripped to shreds yeah. for somewhat trivial things i think like i think the condom thing i would say it's trivial only because no other show ever does that so why are we pinpointing why are we singling this one out right yeah i don't know
2: i don't know or or like you said it's been worse than what you you know with the the fake accent you know what i'm saying like yeah which by the way
0: thank you for the note yeah, no, it's fair.
2: But that's what I'm saying. It's like there's other stuff to be, you could really point a finger at. Right. And I think it's interesting how sometimes the smaller things kind of, you know, the smaller movies that need support don't always get it. I, I, I just remember that was a big thing for me. I didn't see that support from Moonlight the way I wished, I mean, just from, you know, and, and the truth is, it is, it's like, I'm looking at black celebrities with a lot of followers and mm-hmm. a lot of influence. Like, just post a damn, like, poster on the I thing. Sense just, just be like, another essence speech. Oh, well, yeah.
0: maybe. Yeah. Post, post wherever you But want. also,
2: too, it's like, because, but then when he wins Best Picture, everybody's, you know, trying to go sit next to Barry. Mm-hmm. Right. So because you get the white validation, and then all of a sudden, oh, hi.
0: You know what? Shout out to Barry, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? But thank God. Because now all those movie, black folks,
2: they weren't posted about him, but trying to work, be in this next movie.
0: But thank <laughs> God, because that movie is so fantastic. Right. And it in no way should have gotten made, but did, and was mm-hmm. wonderful and deserved all of its fame Absolutely. and success. All right, guys. We could go all night, but yeah, it's literally Saturday night, and I got to go watch Roxanne and Roxanne. So, yeah. um, I too, too. Yeah,
2: so Luna, I saw it already. I'm a better black person than It's both true. Of you. Well, obviously. Yeah. Um okay. wow, wow, Watched it. Wow. Did, yeah, did I you, mean, you see at Sundance last
1: year?
2: I was not at Sun I was not at Sundance last year. Yeah, sure. But the Nighted,
0: she was on a private streamed. screening, um, oh, on a what? private jet. Oh, uh, the Nike the one Bow Wow was on, yeah. Okay. I, no, I think Bow, was Bow Wow your, was... was your
1: Vanity Fair cover sitting right next to you, mm-hmm. We Going wish. back and forth between Bow Wow, I believe, was on
0: a bus below the plane, but you were there Ooh. with <laughs> um, shoes
2: everywhere,
1: um, yeah, yeah. eating lobster. Off. I believe the shoe. Off. What size are you? We might be the same size. Oh, as what size are you? Eight and a half.
2: Nah, you got girly feet. Wow. Ten and a half. Wow. Okay. Men's. Well, I'm a size 13 Nike. <laughs> okay, so your dick is bigger than ours. Wow. Okay, so we're well, gonna is go. A black man. We have to leave. Obviously. <laughs> everyone stop talking.
0: <laughs> um, Lena, will you come back and talk to me in between the next Spielberg movie and World Domination? I'll think about it. Misha, when Lovecraft is out, we're gonna holler again. Nah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, thank you guys so much. Um, this was really, really fun. And um, I'm just going to close by saying don't at me, but Shangela should have won. Uh, you can I'm- at
2: me about that. Because <laughs> I
0: agree. I'm Justin Simeon, a host of Don't At Me. And if you must at me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jsim07 or Facebook at Justin Simeon, D-I-R. Misha, where can they at you?
1: You can at me at Misha Green. Lena? Uh,
2: my Twitter and Instagram and Facebook is all Lena
1: Way.
0: Wow. again another hard one to remember
1: blue checks too i bet
2: oh you better believe
0: oh she got all the blue she has like a she has like a platinum check it's like a kind of check that only some people get she's Uh, super cool
2: you have a check as well justin (laughs) all
0: right guys thank you so much for joining me and to anyone listening thank you for being open all right, I want to thank my guests, Lena Waith and Misha Green, our producers, Gina Delvac and Caitlin Parker. Our production engineers, Kat Yore and JC Swadek. Special thanks to Vishnu Vallabhanini. Gary Scott didn't know about the cookout, but I guess he's invited too. And of course, the fabulous Chris Bowers created our theme song, This is Don't At Me with Justin Simeon. If you like the show or you want to thank Peace Me, I guess you can. Just please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back next week with another episode of Don't At Me from the one and only KCRW.